Hello, and welcome to the Academy Academy, the show that discovers the absolute, undeniable, and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career. I'm Don Saunderson. I'm Patrick Grimion. Welcome to the Academy. Big yeah. show today, Patrick. Big show. Oh, oh, it's so good. I'm so excited. These are such good movies. I'm so happy right now that we're going to be like talking about, like, really, none of the movies we've talked about in the past have been bad. But like, it's not like, you know, it's not like we're doing a Mamma Mia where like you're, you're, love, you're watching the schadenfreude, you know, occur in front of you and you're getting that like pleasure from that or like, uh, you know, a movie that maybe hasn't aged entirely and it's uh, entirely well, like out of Africa. Uh, these are like two like legitimately good and they're not like, cause like Bridges of Madison County, really good movie, maybe even better than both these movies, but it's also kind of like a slow somber film. And these films these are fun. These, these are, are fun. fun. I was like tapping my little toes and shaking my booty. It was a good. <laughs> yeah. These are booty shaker. Except there's no. They're not musicals, so they don't really shake booty. But like they're good. They're good. I'm I'm happy. I'm effervescent. I'm glowing. I have a weird not- ra- I have a weird <laughs> rash on my nose right now. <laughs> <laughs> not in not in the musical bracket. No, this is the comedy bracket today. We got two really really fun ones. We're really excited. We are texting pretty much the entire week after we watched each of them like whoa these are actually pretty damn good <laughs> you yeah. know after our previous text on some of the other episodes had been like wow that was kind of weird yep <laughs> but uh, th- these were like wow that was kind of good yeah no like uh, i think i said death becomes her slaps i think i sent that yeah that was a yeah. slapper and, i uh, i have evidence uh, in my phone yeah like uh, call the uh, actually don't call the police uh, a-, a cab i don't know <laughs> It's, it's going to be the first thing in your FBI file. Death becomes her slaps. Yeah, hell yeah. We just opened a file, baby. <laughs> uh, hello, uh, whoever, like the the, 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 the the brain of Alan uh, Doles in a jar. Alan Doles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah there we go. Yeah. Hello, the yeah, brain got, of Alan Doles it. in a jar. Yeah, like yeah. listening to us right now. Um, okay, there we go. Uh, well, should we... Um, Wait, before, uh, how are you doing, Donald? You always ask me, how are you doing? Oh, how are well, thank you. you. I now appreciate the... that, finally. Yeah, there we go. Uh, click yeah. Click. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Just, you know, the usual, it's like day in, day out, you know, work, Ooh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch a movie, you. go to you bed, do. you know? Yeah, work, watch a movie, yeah. You drive, lift. For me, it was like today I was... Uh, anticipating my uh, my beautiful family my beautiful father uh, coming to visit and i was like cleaning my bathroom uh like all i spent literally the whole day just cleaning my bathroom and it's like i was using i've gotten to the point in quarantine where i know the difference between like good clorox wipes and like the bad knockoff clorox wipes and i can tell the difference by like how they smell and when they smell like cheap tequila when the Clorox wipes smell like that's when I know that I'm like probably poisoning myself. And it was one of those things where like I was using these wipes and they were also thinner. It was weird. They smelled like cheap tequila. So I guess they were like alcohol wipes. I don't know. And then like they were way thinner and like they were ripped more than normal Clorox wipes. And then like over time, like because I spent like, yeah, like two or three hours, like literally because I'm like the type of dude who will like get in the nitty gritty, clean everything, make sure you can have like a seven course meal off that bad boy. You know, if you wanted to eat on your turlet, like you could eat mm-hmm. in style. And like, like I was like, I, my hands started burning. Like it was caustic. It was like, I was like, oh, maybe that's why I have this like yeah. weird rash. Maybe it's because I've been like dealing you, with like rubbing. Do you want to, um, do you want to tell our audience about your mustache? Oh yeah, no, I'm growing. Okay. Oh God, my family. Okay, so you know what? My dad's 
if he does listen to this, he's not going to listen to this until fucking November. So it's all good, yeah. dog. Uh, or December even, maybe. Who knows? But but right now, right now I have like this like rash uh, under my nose. And I've been like grow, growing a mustache because I don't want... Uh, my dad's only going to be here for two days. If he saw me, the first thing he'd say is, wow, you're like, you have a rash under your nose. And I think that would like lead to like us spending like our whole Saturday or, or Friday night, like just in a, in like a dermatologist's office. And I don't want the whole thing. Cause he would like, he would be insist on like curing it somehow or getting it fit, which I should do in his, in all fairness, this is like, I should fix this. It's bad. I don't feel good. It's definitely hurting. I'm definitely, it's definitely not good. But uh, yeah, no, I'm like, uh, I'm growing a mustache. It's like, it's like putting on a funny hat to hide a tumor. Well, I know a couple people who you could go see for that mustache. That'd be uh, Bruce Willis and Isabella Rossellini in Death Becomes Her. Oh, dude, I want to see Rossellini all day. Indeed, indeed. So let's get to it. Let's get to it. We got a great guest today. Uh, uh, he's on a house team at the Ruby Theater here in Los Angeles. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Chu, welcome to the Academy. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Patrick yeah. Donald, how are you guys? Doing good. I saw you. Doing like, you well. Were, yeah, doing well. Doing well. Thank you. Doing well. See, like that's the. It's like this is like a Goofus and Gallant podcast. <laughs> Gallant over here. I'm like, you know, drinking corn mash out of a jug. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I I am gonna have to take Patrick to task for his um brutal vindication of Mamma Mia, which is one of my favorite films ever. Oh hey, I voted for it. It won. It won because of this guy. Mm, positive opinion only. You know, okay, you can't okay. say anything negative about okay, about Mamma Mia. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I will say, uh, maybe we should. Is is calling it a fever dream a positive or negative review? It's negative to me. I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. so you're like, oh man, so you're like a you're like a Mamma Mia truther. Like, yeah, I'm a I'm a Mamma Mia head. I have I have it on Blu-ray, baby. Oh damn! Oh, okay. I have Mamma Mia too on Blu-ray. Oh man, we <laughs> might have to have you on like a bonus episode for Mamma Mia too. Mama, yeah. Ma, is yeah. It ma, mama's Mia's. I believe it's here we go again, right? Oh, here we go. Sure, here, here we, we go, go again. again. Exactly. Yes. That's good. That would uh, make sense. I will say I'm still mad at Mamma Mia for uh for like alluding to waterloo and like tickling us with waterloo but not fucking singing it like they they they, they, like they abba edged me well like (laughs) then you should have included mama mia too on the in the bracket that's all i have to say about that well no (laughs) right no you shouldn't have included it because we're literally (laughs) in it for two minutes just kidding okay but it would have been fun it's all good dog it's all it's all gravy baby (laughs) <laughs> that's what that's what bonus episodes are for in our hypothetical patreon yeah in this world where like people that aren't our close relatives are paying five dollars or whatever for the dumb shit we produce we're at five episodes in my dad has already given up yeah. <laughs> there we your go dad, your dad listens to the podcast yeah yeah if he if he made it this far <laughs> oh man i'm sure he loves it don yeah, he's proud of me. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, what we yeah. all have to tell ourselves. Oh, man, yeah. We got parents that are proud of us. Hell yeah. I <laughs> tell them all about my adventures with Meryl on their, <laughs> on, on our weekly Sunday phone conversation, and I'm, I'm sure they're glad they sent me to college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, that degree. <laughs> where, where did you go to school? Really quickly. 
Yeah, yeah. We want to do a ref. I went to the University of Washington. Oh, there we go. What about Kevin? Where did you go to school? Um, I went to the University of California in San Diego. Oh, damn, son. Damn, son. <laughs> Where did you go to school? That's a good school. Uh, Patrick. And then I, I went to St. John's College in Santa Fe, New Mexico, baby, uh, with literally 400 students. I knew nice. every person in my wow. graduating class. It's like a tiny... And I did a thing called the Great Books Program that we can get into on a later podcast. But just to give you an idea, I read a lot of stuff, and I'm not using any of it. <laughs> are, are you um, are you still close with your 400 classmates? Uh, my 400 class. Well, actually, so 400 uh, people in the school total. In the I school think. total. Oh, so oh, friend, 400 people at school. Yeah. So 100 people that he knows as personal, <laughs> so close start, personal friends. Start off freshman year. Start off with 120. Senior year, the graduating class, 61. Oh, no. Man, attrition rate high. I am still yeah. friends with some of those people. Actually, my good friend Jason Segala, go listen to an episode. Shout out, Jason. He just uh, What's up, me, Jason? What's up, gave, Jason? What up, Segala? Uh, sorry. <laughs> I should, like, maybe I'll beep that out. <laughs> I shouldn't, shouldn't immediately dox my friend. Although, to be fair, that's, like, giving me a lot of... That's assuming that, like, people are listening to dox. But, uh... Yeah. But uh, I will say that uh, he just uh, talked to me today and he gave me his uh, Funimation premium password. So I can, wow. watch, I can watch anime if I want to right now. I'm in a good... See, that's why I'm in a good mood too. Little baby boy has his anime. Look at that. <laughs> even, even, even in quarantine, we get wins. <laughs> Take that, God. <laughs> yeah. Take that, the Lord. <laughs> I can win sometimes. <laughs> well, no, you're getting paid back with the rash, though. That's true. That's true. It, it, it is like it does. So balance. Out. It's always yeah. a balance. I'll end up. It'll be funny. Like I'm gonna start bleeding halfway through this podcast. Oh I'm gonna, no! <laughs> I'm gonna start throwing Patrick. up. Patrick, be good. No, that would no be I, won't, a... I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. It'll be fine. It's fine. It'll be I'm quite a good. twist. <laughs> that I think that cool. might get us on uh, Vulture.com, though. That would. That'd get us that sweet vulture ref. Yeah. Vulture's top picks. Yeah. You know, I really enjoyed listening to Patrick Gremion talk about his rash. Yeah. 30 minutes uh, on this yeah, week's Academy it. Academy. <laughs> it was up there with uh, Las Culturistas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just those are the two pop. That'd be so great. A person that listens to like Las Culturistas and this. Although, honestly, uh, Meryl Streep, there might be some crossover. Yeah, there, there always is. There always is. I know, I know, I know my boy Bo and Yang and Matt Rogers. Like, I, know I mean, the boys. Lost Culture Uses listener base is so large. We have to have at least one of them listening to our podcast. Oh, yeah. There's, well. def- <laughs> there's definitely one, like, a, a fat gamer like me that listens to, like, a, a Patrick Grammy on type that listens to <laughs> when he's, like, yeah, when he's uh, shooting, you know, someone who. Uh, he he uh his description is like uh he's best described as like the 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 the, the son in grand theft auto 5 a very specific <laughs> itunes search for that podcast oh yeah it's a good it's a good boy okay um let's, uh, we let's should get, get to it though yeah kevin um before we jump into our movies uh uh-huh. we, we what we like to do on the show here is just get a little bit of a rundown on your background with okay Carol streep uh Longtime fan, what's your streep history? Sure. Um, I'm a pretty I'm a pretty I'm a pretty big streep head. Um I'm a homosexual, so that's kind of required by law, you know, that I'm a fan of Meryl mm-hmm. Streep. Um when you when you decide to be gay, you know, they they, they tell you the rules. They say you have to be a fan of Meryl Streep, you have to um plan brunch, you have to um subscribe to Satan, you know, <laughs> okay. um, yeah. worship him, all that stuff. 
Um, so, you know, I, I am a law abiding citizen. I like to, you know, do that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've always liked, I've always liked marijuana. What if I, I'm trying to like, I think like even before I like saw her in a movie, I like knew about Meryl, you know, like her name was just like that, that like her, her name, like her, her reputation preceded her. Like even if, even as like a young child, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but then I think the first thing that I watched in was actually probably Lemony Snicket's The Series of Unfortunate Events. Wow. Where she played Aunt Josephine. That's a late. That's a late. That's a late street. But that's a good street though. Well, I, think... I was also a child. Oh, that's that was fair, like that's fair, that that's was the street movie you know? <laughs> 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 that I would that I would um oh, that I that... would watch. Yeah. Oh, totally. I, mm-hmm. I get you. I get you. I feel yeah. like uh, how like are you? You're probably like two years younger than me. I would say. I mean, I'm 28. Okay, you're a year younger than me. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I mean, but I mean that 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 performance didn't really. I guess that performance. I mean, like that's the first movie, like like chronologically in my street history that I've watched. But I would say the first movie that I fell in love with her with is probably The Devil Wears Prada. Yep. <clears throat> which is, I think, probably, in my eyes, like the street performance. You know, of of the performance to end all performances. <clears throat> I, in my opinion, um. And, but I mean, I, I've watched every single Mamma Mia movie, as I've said before, big fan, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, 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 I enjoyed her also on Big Little Lies as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard she's great in that. I'm like, she's very good at that. I will Is say, it, that, does that surprise you, Patrick? Uh, no, it doesn't surprise yeah. me. I think she's a good boy. I think uh, Meryl Streep's a good boy, good actor. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she's, pretty, she's, she's pretty good. <laughs> But uh, I will say, yeah, she's okay. She, hours she, to her. Yeah, she I she I um but I will say that um that uh it might be interesting, maybe not this see obviously not this season. We've already determined what movies we watching. And then <laughs> uh yeah, we watching. Uh <laughs> and then uh, we uh, maybe not next season either, but like in the future, it could be fun to have like you know, an actor, like if there's an actor who has like a really good like let's say we did Amy uh, Amy Adams. Uh-huh. Uh mm-hmm. you know, maybe we do like uh you know, all our movies, her good movies obviously, but then maybe one bracket goes to like sharp objects or yeah. stuff. I'd be yeah, like it I'd... could be. I mean we we took a real hard look at putting uh, Angels in I America, mean... which oh, was a yeah. TV movie in this bracket. I mean yeah. it, Angels in America is like five hours. <laughs> that was why we didn't put it in, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that, that could be a fun comment. We could, uh, we could do a. We could fun, do a bonus episode yeah. on that one. I've always wanted to see it, and then also, um, was it Holocaust? Is that the other, the other like? Uh, oh, that was like our first breakthrough thing prior to Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. For Meryl. Be, yeah. I've heard that's like a really. It's interesting. I've heard like a lot of good things about that, and then I've also heard some like, you know, but it's also like I've heard some like less than good things about it. But you also have to keep in mind like. That was like the first movie of its or TV it's series. It's a big difference between like a '70s TV movie and a modern TV yeah, mini exactly. series. And it's like, yeah, there's a big difference between like Schindler's List and like, yeah, movie or like Sophie's Choice, even you know, like yeah. all yeah. Sophie's Choice. I think did like I feel like in some ways they it like moved that genre forward. Uh, that's a weird thing to say. It moved the Holocaust genre, genre forward. It really moved the Holocaust. It's a very popular yeah. Holocaust a, genre yeah. forward. What yes. a trendsetter! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jewish. I, gotta, I feel like I had to say that. 
Um, <laughs> just don't hurt me. Don't be mad. I'm Jewish, please. <laughs> I'm saying this in love with love. Uh, okay. Uh, but it is going to be it is going to be interesting because both uh, both films that you brought up as favorites, Mamma Mia and Devil Wears Prada, yeah. have uh, both moved on. To the As second they round should. in this tournament. I mean, if I came on this podcast tonight and, and the first thing I heard was Mamma Mia or Devil Wears Prada um, um, didn't move on, you would have to find another guest immediately. Mm. I'm glad I'm glad they did. <laughs> I will say that like I feel like Mamma Mia is like the chaos choice. Like it I, does I, have I agree. The chaos choice. Interesting <laughs> choice of cha- words it has, again. It has chaos energy. I think it I'm saying this is a positive thing. I think that's a positive. I yeah, agree. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so like it's so chaotic and it's so mm. much I do have fun watching that movie because it is insane. And I have It the, is incredibly insane. Yeah, and it does like it does have like that proto cats like but it's better than cats. I think it is like a better movie than I think it's like and I think Meryl Streep is that movie. Like without Streep, that movie's nothing. Like get it out of my get away from me film. You're nothing. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I mean this is the Mamma Me episode, so I'll try to give something the most possible. But I mean, you got Colin Firth, you got Amanda Seyfried putting in the work. You have, but who else? You have you have Christine Baranski doing a whole uh, doing a whole song and dance number, carrying a song and dance number on her own. Um. While seducing a little boy. That Kemper. was insane. Like, that is yeah. like... <laughs> I have that background. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm, yeah I'm, go track, track that background right, down. That, I, that made us laugh throughout the entire Mamma Mia episode. But I, I genuinely think, though, that Mamma Mia could easily sneak in to, like, the finals in this thing. Just because it's proving people people are finding it very amusing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's an underdog. It's an underdog, but it has there's chaos energy. I think it, it's the chaos. It could be our, it could be our Cinderella story. It, oh my God! Yeah, the Mamma Mia Cinderella. Story. Oddly Cinderella enough, story. It, it oddly enough it de- it defeated into the woods, which has a Cinderella story. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Boy, the narratives just keep coming together on this show. <laughs> a million wrinkles. A million wrinkles. But uh, today's two will actually be the winner of this matchup. Will be going against Devil Wears Prada on a future uh-huh. episode uh, in our yeah. in the finals of the comedy region of the tournament. And uh, shall shall we just jump into it here? With yeah, the it. the first the first film we're going to be covering this week is Death Becomes Her, uh, released in 1992, July 31st to be exact. Directed by Robert Zemeckis, co-starring an all-star cast, Goldie Hawn, Bruce Willis, Isabella Rossellini. Uh, the budget of the film, $55 million. Box office, $149 million. A nice success. Uh, as we have mentioned many, many times before, we do not. We are not fans of the Rotten Tomatoes meter, but we're going to give it to you anyway. Uh, 54%. Ooh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? The, uh, that is criti- so low. Critical consensus. Han and Streep are as fabulous as Death Becomes Her's innovative special effects. Zemeckis' satire, on the other hand, is as hollow as the world it mocks. Ooh, interesting, ooh, interesting. Very interesting indeed. Um, very rude. That's a rude. Received one Academy Award nomination, which it won. And it's pretty easy to guess. Best visual effects. Yeah, totally. For the year it came out, and um, not that not to be remiss, one 
Gigi, Golden Globe nomination, Best Actress, Musical or Comedy, Meryl Streep. She did not win, but was nominated. Of course, of course, of course. Um, dude, what was your guy? What's uh, before we jump in? What was your history with this film? Did uh, was it? I know. I believe it was new to Patrick. Kevin, had you seen it before? First timer as well. Oh wow! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, so it was a it's the first time I've ever seen it for me. But there was in like second grade, and uh, I went to like a Jewish elementary school, uh, Schlenker. I went to Schlenker School. Uh, what a great Schlenker! I love that name. Uh, uh, that's, <laughs> that's like a name. name. That's a cool. It's a good Schlenker. That's just cool. It, I've never heard any that name anywhere else. But uh, guys, a real uh, Schlenker. It is a real Schlenker. Schlenker of a name. You got Schlenkered, yeah. my son. Uh, <laughs> you, got, you, you got dang Schlenkered. But um. Uh, Dang Schlenker, that's like a musician name. Uh, but my art teacher had like this book that was like a, it's like, you know, DK, I think the company's called DK. They would make these like visual book, like these visual books, uh, you know, for kids that would be like, uh, you know, the world of Star Wars. And it would just have a bunch of pictures of Star Wars. And it would have like even stuff like uh, the world of, you know, France and it'd have pictures of France or whatever. Uh, but uh, they had like a book on special effects and I remember like I borrowed that book from her had it for like a year and I would just like look at the there was like a picture of like I love that picture it had a picture of Meryl Streep's head backwards and it was probably explaining on the book in the book like you know oh this is how they do that with science and effects and I was just like oh this is crazy Meryl Streep's head's on backwards I gotta see this movie (laughs) <laughs> and then uh, I, I uh, immediately forgot about it until uh, we talked about it again on this podcast. And yeah, no, I it, I liked it. It's I thought it, the uh, effects still were pretty darn cool. Oh, big time! Oh yeah. yeah, like it's not like perfect. Like you know, there were some moments like the like the aforementioned like head turn is like not entirely perfect, but it still looks cool. Like I think they I think it holds up like ninety percent, which is better than like. I'd say like the majority, like I can only think of like two or three movies that hold up that well uh, from the past. And they're basically, it's like Terminator 2, this one. <laughs> and although I haven't seen Terminator 2 in a long time. so maybe And um, actually uh, I was just reading, speaking the other one I would throw in that group. Um, a lot of the effects they used in this movie were kind of testing ground for what they would use the next year in of all things, Jurassic Park. Holy shit. I was going to wow. say, you got this, me. Oh, yeah. God. Wow. <laughs> That's so funny. I was literally going to say that because like, yeah, Jurassic Park is like literally one of the few movies where like somehow that still looks really good. Yeah, everything holds up pretty, pretty well in that one. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just easier to CGI lizards. I don't know. But man, <laughs> like, fuck, it, it always it gets me. It works. Now, uh, um, Patrick, uh, what I what are the to get into Streep in this film? One thing I noticed is that this film feels like the next the evolved character she played in um she devil oh that's so funny that is like yeah. <laughs> i didn't think about that like she was te- she was testing out how far she wanted to take things and how big and wild she wanted to get with this arrogant character mm-hmm. and then um death becomes her allowed her to you know i've been saying the last few episodes i really want to see her let her free flag fly a little bit more oh. and uh we got a we got a taste of it in this film. I think. Oh yeah, I think this, is, this might be the freakiest her flag has flown, like hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, so far. And like, I want to say this. So like, that's so funny that you brought up She Devil. I hundred percent see uh, see what you're saying there, and I think that's true, hundred uh, percent. But in addition to that, this is my take on the movie. It feels like 
this movie. Did you, did you guys ever read the comic book Goon? I have not. Okay, so Goon is like a an image comic from a while ago. But the interesting uh, sh- the shtick of Goon was like it knew it was a comic. And like the world is like a comic in like our world, you know what I mean? Like it was like a a product that knew what it was, and it was just like it was a comic. Like it was like a I'm trying to like I'm trying to explain like in the sense that like okay, like if you read like a DC comic, like a superhero comic, and they think they're real, it's the real world to them. They think they're in the real world, but mm-hmm. like the thing about Goon was that like it was like supposed to be like a comic. It was almost like how like there's Quentin Tarantino movies that are in reality and there are Quentin Tarantino movies that are movies in the world of Tarantino. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like with like Inglorious well, Bastards? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that this movie, yeah, this movie is like kind of fake grounded. Yes, exactly. Thank in you. a way. Thank you. Like, it's fake grounded. It's it's who framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> same it's that it same energy. It's a it's it's a it's a cartoon. I mean, right down to Bruce Willis essentially playing Elmer Fudd. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> so stupid. I love it. Yeah, he was what great. Is, just, <laughs> a, just just goofy and hammy. Everyone is just ham in this world. A world of ham. These are, yeah, these are all these are all classy people being very goofy. Oh yeah. And it's like, yeah, and uh it's the thing too is like it's so like uh you know, in the beginning there's obviously some stuff that doesn't like super work well. Like, I feel like like the initial like Goldie Hawn stuff is a little much or whatever. Like where yeah. she like she like kind of that that her whole character. So here's the thing too is like none of the character arcs make a super lot of sense, and it's really just like an excuse for like uh, I feel like it's like an excuse for Semekis to use crazy tech and then for all the actors just to go goofy and wild. Yeah, but, but it is fun to see like a project like get this get so much money thrown at it. The like, um, yeah, the, world- the jump, the jump cut to Meryl Streep marrying Bruce Willis was, <laughs> I think, the, was I think the funniest single moment that I've had during this entire podcast with any of these movies. I was just like, that's great. Oh, just immediately then- cut to the chase. Oh, no, nothing will happen. Boom. <laughs> and then Goldie Hawn's like holding her like paper, and there's like blood coming out. Like she's holding the paper yeah. so hard, she's bleeding. It's insane. I love it. Uh, kind of got a good idea of what film <laughs> we were getting into with that. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, what was your, like, uh, did you, like, initially, like, were you into it? Were you not into it? Be real with us. If you didn't like it, you can say that, too. Oh, I was into it right from the jump, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. There we go. There we go, buddy. I would have yeah, been mad. I, mean... I would have been mad the other way. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, Patrick, you can't get mad at me. Patrick, can't get mad at me. I'm a guest lying. here. You can't get mad at me. Oh, no, no. Um, sorry, sorry, sir. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I, I think what really grabbed me from, uh, the start, I mean, it starts off with a musical number. Mm-hmm. It starts yeah. off with a, a beautiful, beautifully performed again. musical number that I, I, I have to say, it's hard to believe that people were walking out of that. <laughs> it's a little unbelievable to me that people were not in, in love with that performance. Cause I thought she was, I mean, I mean, I was, I was intrigued. I was. I thought she was selling it, um, but yeah, the 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 immediate jump cut of I'm not going to do anything to her getting married was very funny. I do think the time skips were a little abrupt and a little weird. Oh, um, yeah. But I mean, they're necessary to move the movie forward. Yeah. Um, but I, I also I also came into watching the movie with the idea that it was very campy, very 
very much it's it's very much a cult classic it's mm-hmm. one of those movies that gets mm-hmm. like recreated on stage they do live readings of it um they do like those special like midnight screenings and i'm sure there's like you know beats of the movie that hit um and there's something that the audience does you know or i can i can i can see that happening uh oh, in yeah, like no like way. in like a very rocky horror picture kind of way. Mm-hmm. This way. would be such a fun movie to Rocky Horror Picture. That'd be so much fun just to like, I'm trying to think of like, yeah, like what would you, every time like Meryl comes into a room, what would you throw at her? I'm trying to think of like the, whatever the equivalent of spoons would be. Oh, uh, potion. Yeah, as I was gonna say, vials of potion, yes. Vials of potion. Get out your potion vials, gentlemen. Exactly, oh, yeah. Oh, spoons is the room, my bad. That's the room, not yeah. Rocky Horror Picture Show. It is kind of wild, though, to think, like, that this was anything, like, when it came out, you know, you've got these prestigious stars. Robert Zemeckis was a big hit-making director at that time. <laughs> and this is, like, this is a straight-up midnight movie yeah. from the jump. Oh, yeah. It, 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 like, and you, you nailed the tone. It is, like, Rocky Horror, like, maybe not quite to that level. Like, there still is, like, a sense of some kind of reality but like it is like there it is in that world like it is like it's goofy it's campy and like i don't think i've ever seen bruce willis like have so much very like, funny he's funny like i don't yeah see him, like a yeah. lot of like he's it's it sucks because like i feel like die hard is like the perfect movie like it's like his best film or one of his best films you can argue about who is what his best film is later but die hard like he's 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 funny in die hard and he's also actiony and there's like there is like this alternate reality where people took like the comedy cues instead of the action cues, and he just does stuff like this. Yeah, he's kind don't... of the mm-hmm. yeah, he's kind of like the bumbling straight man. Although it is kind of weird that at multiple points of the movie, both women are like, he is the most attractive man in the world. And I'm like, mm, I don't really see it. <laughs> just yet. another um, another parallel to She Devil Ed Bagley's impossible yes. um, sexiness <laughs> in that movie to every woman around him. Oh. Was only matched by Bruce Willis's in this film for yeah. inexplicable I mean, reasons. Bruce Willis is a a very handsome man, but in this movie, I would not say he is very sexually magnetic at all. Oh no, he's like in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's very schlub. He's playing a boob. He is. Oh, total boob. It <laughs> is. I I would say it's kind of like the Homer Simpson effect, <laughs> where you have like this one schlubby guy and these like two very two two of the probably most two, two of the probably most beautiful actresses of that time yeah like mm-hmm. on Meryl Streep being just falling over heels for him it is fun. I, I would love to see like a Homer Simpson treehouse of horror homage to like get like Marge, becomes her yes get Marge Simpson and then I don't know any I feel like that's probably I, done I'm gonna, I'm taking a look through my notes yeah because that sounds very uh it has to have happened that seems <laughs> I like don't... A, I don't see it here, actually, but yes, yeah. it does seem like that that would be kind of right down the plate for something oh, yeah. for them to do. Oh, yeah, like in the visual of Marge, like, that'd be too funny. You gotta do it. <laughs> well, with the two, uh, Selma and Patty oh. would be excellent Treehouse of Horrors oh, people yeah. for, uh, yeah. to it, take over the two. Yeah. And, um, uh, like, uh, Smithers, the principal Smithers as uh, uh, Willis. Oh, Skinner, you mean? Skinner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all, this, all the Simpsons people are coming to your house now. 
Bring it, bring it on, nerds. Donald <laughs> 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 will fuck you up. But who's gonna who who would play the um what's her name? Oh my god. Oh, Isabella Rossellini? Yeah. Uh, maybe Edna Krabappel. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the smoking teacher. I don't know. That's a good question. That's hard. Uh, Lizel, yes, Lizel. <laughs> what a fun character! She's so good in that movie. She's yes. incredible. Oh man, Isabella Rossellini. I forget like, like the, I, I feel like I've only seen like two or three performances. I've seen her in Blue Velvet. Uh, shoot, I know I've seen her in something else. Let me look through that. I don't think I've movie. ever seen her before. This is my first. Uh, really? Yeah. What a good. She's so like charismatic. Yeah. Super charismatic, but super mysterious yeah. at the same time. Yeah. It works. Oh, Big Night. I saw her in Big Night as well. Oh, God, I love mm. Big Night. Stanley well, I mean, Tucci. Helps that yes. Whenever you see her on screen, she's just topless with a, just like a gaggle of necklaces. <laughs> that was yeah. insane. It is like, this is a horny movie. This yes, is it, a, oh, yes, it is. But it's yes, also, I mean, here's the thing, it's egalitarianly <laughs> horny. Yes. Like, you... behind me in my photo, there is a beefcake shushing. Yeah, she 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 was surrounded by professional wrestling hunks as her bodyguards. Oh yeah, just like this is like this these are the original himbos, my friends. So anyone now did you see uh Fabio actually played one? Whoa, really? Fabio was apparently one of her bodyguards. Oh, that's so cool. I did not realize that. Yeah. Um yeah, no, like anyone can conk their plonk to this, my friend. This is uh all all conks can plonk. All conks can be plonked. Oh yeah, this is a total yeah. Uh, oh. spe- speaking of surprise casting in the film, the cameo of Merrill's out of Africa director, Sidney Pollock, as the emergency room <laughs> <Yeah>. doctor. <laughs> who, who, <laughs> so good. Whose right. fate is quite funny as well. <laughs> so funny. Oh my God. Because what happens, okay, so just to give you the most, you've seen this movie already if you're listening. So we don't have to hopefully, this, but to, no, you, you better have if you haven't. If you haven't, if you haven't, you're not allowed to listen. Uh, We're spoiling 1992's "Death Becomes Her." Yeah, don't. Yeah, please don't like. Don't send mean emails about the podcast where we. Oh, I'm already writing movies. one right now. I'm in the process uh, of writing one. Right. I actually haven't seen the movie yet. Oh so. man, that'd be really funny too. I'd be like so. I'd be so bummed. Uh, but uh, no, I wouldn't be bummed. Uh, let's see. Uh, 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 so, what were we talking? About? Well, we were talking about Sidney Pollock was the last. That's it. That's uh, what yeah. Movie related thing yeah. we were so talking. Wait, so, about. like the premise of God, this is not good. <laughs> My brain, I'm losing. Maybe I am dying. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm alive. I'm alive as hell. But uh, here we go. The he's not of- bleeding yet, audience. He's not bleeding yet. We will keep you updated. Not bleeding yet. Mild red irritation. That's that is all under the stash. Um, it looks like I have. It looks like I drank tomato soup heartily, and it's just in my stash. I got tomato soup stash. I just I had a bowl of tomato bisque. But uh, but uh, so the premise of the movie basically is that like Meryl Streep steals Goldie Hawn's husband. And then a few years later, Goldie Hawn is like uh, seven years to be precise. Yeah, seven years. Yeah, mm-hmm. seven years of big jump. A lot of big jumps. They go from like seven. What was yeah. the second jump? Was it like twelve years or 30? seven years again? It was oh, seven, seven years, years both again. times. Okay, yeah, thirty-five is in the end of the movie. Yeah, uh, thirty-five yeah. is in the end. Okay, so uh, seven years. Uh, Spoilers, so, Patrick. Ah! <laughs> yeah. So like seven years. Uh, so seven years later, Goldie Hawn's like in an insane asylum because she's <laughs> uh, she's crazy with love or something. Like it just like the whole experience drove her mad, and so to uh, the point of leaving open bags of chips in every 
foreseeable <laughs> place in her apartment. Yeah. That's what I do. Oh, when I'm depressed. Oh, yeah. also, also, like, whenever she complains about or says the name of the person she doesn't like, everyone in the insane asylum flips out. That was like insane. <laughs> that is such a crazy thing to me. That like, so she's talked about this person so much that like, it, I don't know. It was like a funny. Everyone is just like, oh my god, shut up. <laughs> Oh, uh, man, but it was, like, more. It was, like, horror. It was, like, she inspired horror. Like, ah, no! It was, like, they were, she was opening a gate to, like, the second world or something. Well, because they... Know. Probably because in those seven years, she always just talked about them non Yeah, stop. That's fair. You know what? That's fair. You guys, you sold it to me. It's, it's legit. It's, <laughs> yeah. it, we're trying to get you into the world, Patrick. Totally it seems like you're very scene. reluctant it, to get into ha- the world. It would have happened in real life. Uh, But then, like, it flashed Take forward. the potion, Patrick. Just take <laughs> the potion. <laughs> oh, man. I wouldn't take that potion. Uh, too, you too wouldn't? Bright. Too bright, too bright, too bright for my eyes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, that's not the reason. Uh, but uh, then they, but then they flash forward like seven years. So basically, she's like, you have to. She has like a meeting with her therapist, and the therapist is like, you gotta forget about this person. You gotta like get rid of her from your mind. And she like takes that to be like, you gotta get rid of her, or, or something like that. Like it was basically like, like she says, you have to eliminate her, and then. She and then Goldie Hunt is immediately, and immediately says, "Oh yes, you're right. I have to take you. You're right. That's it. I. That's what I have to do." Like she stops her before she even says, "From your mind." Oh man, yeah, it's very good. Uh, and then like they flash forward seven years later, uh, Meryl Streep meets Goldie Hawn at a party. She's all beautiful. Meryl Streep's like worried about losing her uh, her beauty. And well, then... no, they're also their marriage is on the rocks. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah. And and Bruce Willis marriage is awful. He's he's gone from being an all time plastic surgeon to being somehow becoming an undertaker, <laughs> a morgue a morgue beautician. I think <laughs> yeah, he like fixes yeah. up bodies <laughs> and, uh, and alcoholic. And <laughs> well, those like, two things go hand in hand. When you're yeah. a morgue beautician, you're also an alcoholic. As if What's... like you don't need like the dexterity for that job. That was like the weird thing to me. Like he's like this expert painter who can perfectly paint a face. But <laughs> he can't do surgery anymore. <laughs> he can't do surgery. Just not not. Uh, <laughs> it's funny though. It is. Funny. Yeah, they never really explained that either. Not at all. Like no. he, he shouldn't be good at painting. He should. I don't know. Like he. It's just be... like their life is falling. It's like their life is just falling apart. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry. Oh no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. You're good. I'm I'm trying to like fast because I'm trying to get back to the city. Oh no, no, yeah, you know, I'm just inserting quips whenever I can. <laughs> no, please insert them. I'm 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 a bulldozer. So try to <laughs> try to get in front of me. Be the be the uh the, the protester. Like I'm the bulldozer trying to run over that uh that that family of emus, and you're you're protecting them. We're in deepest Australia in this scenario, <laughs> the natural emu reserve. Uh, but uh. Uh, so, like, uh, she goes to, like, her, like, she's trying to get, like, health stuff to help her, like, you know, try to keep, maintain her beauty, because, yeah, her marriage is on the rocks. There's, like, a, you're a great little minor performance from, I think, Ian Ogilvy? Oligavi? He was the guy who worked at the, um... Yeah. At the beautician. He's, like, the, he's the beautician instructor. Mm -hmm. The guy guy who, like, works at the beautician office. Um, and I'm pronouncing his name totally wrong but yeah you can look, look it up on yeah. wikipedia you fools and i loved he had that little like <laughs> i love i loved that he had that little like uh he had that little like eye stutter or some twitch like that was such a fun little like silly character like uh um addition like that little like that little specific of just he has a twitch and then you find out that he's also one of the people that's gonna partake in this potion i'm about to explain 
Uh, uh, Finally getting to the potion. We're getting there. We're getting there. Train chugging. Uh, I've destroyed five emus at this point. We've almost got the whole clutch. The clutch of emus. Uh, And uh, we get to the amazing, I loved this set. Like the, so I thought this was like a real house. And so I looked it up online. Like if this is like a real, but it turns out this was just filmed on a film set. Like the, the, this place. Now the house that Meryl Streep lives in, I think that's like a real house in like Burbank or something or like, or even like a Glendora Hills. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's like a real house. That's a real place. But uh, this is just a set, but the set's like, it's like, it's like a Gothic or no, it's not Gothic. It's like, art. I don't know. What's the, what would you describe that like architecture style? It's just nice. It's like, I would imagine, call it Gothic. Yeah. I, I would lean Gothic. I think yeah, it's Gothic. gothic. It's, it's gothic. got that. Yeah. It's like, it looks like something out of a Tim Burton film. This is like the most Tim Burton movie <laughs> gets. Like this, this is huge. And also it has huge Dracula energy. Like a, a house of Dracula would live in. That's mm-hmm. like the descriptor. Yes. That's, that's the descriptor in the screen. Like, you know, interior, a Dracula's home. She uh, is she she is a bit of a Dracula that Isabella Rossellini. Oh yeah, she sure is hell ain't a tombgus. She's a Dracula. Yep. Those are the two types. You're either a tombgus or a Dracula. But uh <laughs> those are the two that choose carefully. Choose carefully. <laughs> what, what was the movie? Um no, I was watching I was watching Bojack Horseman where they were like saying, uh, you're either a blank or this, you're either like a Susie or a Janet or whatever. And uh in this movie, you're either yeah, you're either a tombgus or a Dracula. Those are the two types of humans. Uh, but mm. anyways, uh, goes in, she gets like a potion from this lady. Lady's like, you know, it's gonna cost a lot of money, but it'll you'll live forever. And at first, she's like, no, this is crazy. But then like, she shows her like a little bit of the potion working by like pricking her blood and putting a little potion in, on her hand. Hand looks perfect. She's sold on it. And then, like, she becomes, I love the scene where she becomes young again, and it's like, yes. she has, like, she has, like, like a butt and a boobs, like, designed by a THX. Like, they just start, her, like, yeah. Her ass and her boobs, like, they do, like, a close-up on them, and they, like, tighten, and they, like, inflate, almost. It's, like, it, it <laughs> it's insane. very funny. It's so good. It is, like, a, 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 like an ass designed by Rick Baker. <laughs> yeah, like, like when he wasn't, you know, when he wasn't uh, making the prototype for what would become the Grinch costume, he yep. was making Meryl Streep's buff. Yeah. But uh, me- meanwhile, uh, Goldie Hawn is making the moves on Bruce Willis. Oh yeah. Yes. And uh, she wants to kill Meryl Streep. She's still very adamant about that, and she wants to bring Bruce Willis in on the scheme. And uh, somehow, I Bruce Willis accidentally does kill Meryl Streep. Yes, but and twist to twist the potion. She ain't dead. Oh yeah, but she's definitely hurt though, because she she's very hurt. She's yes. very hurt because <laughs> this is the part where the tickular neck thing happens, where uh, her head is on backward. That was so funny and so well done. Folks at home, at home if you could find a copy of that visual effects book that Young Patrick read oh, all throughout <laughs> his childhood and send it our way, we would be really really appreciative or just uh tweet us with some photos yeah tweet us with some here we go Stylecraft special this might be hmm is this it no but it was it, it was interesting i was reading here that um meryl streep hated working on a project with all these visual effects interesting and, really and vowed never to work on another he- film with heavy special effects again Ooh, she broke that wow she broke that rule later on in life yes yeah. but I have a feeling uh, the 
shooting of the visual effects stuff these days is not as um, oh yeah crazy and meticulous as it had to be in 1992. Oh, totally. As well. Yeah, no, it's not. They have like... a, when she has to become a witch in Into the Woods, easy. Easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's she like... just has to throw some leaves in her hair. <laughs> yeah. Throw, throw a few put, leaves. Put a wind machine on her, throw some leaves at her, <laughs> done. Couple, uh, couple of uh, fog machines. Boom. They CGI the rest in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. oh man. Yeah. But yeah, she 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 didn't. She said it was tedious and just um, she felt like a piece of machinery rather than um, an actor. Oof. In yeah. a lot of it. I, that that's totally fair. I think that's like a fair that's a fair uh, feeling for her to feel because I can see it is like a Robert Zemeckis joint, and it does have like this energy like like I would say the vibe of this movie is theme park huge theme yeah. energy. like i would love it and, yeah. I, and i'm not even saying that is like a like a a, a put down because like like there are like a lot of movies today that people like because people always talk about how like marvel movies are like theme park rides or whatever no they're not they're not that like they're not that fun no offense no <laughs> yeah. offense. like i like i like marvel movies but they're like not like they're not the death becomes her yeah, it ain't, no, hell no, hell no. But this, hell was like, no. I was like watching this, and I was like, this would be such a fun. It's not a theme park themed movie at all, but like, I would like love to be on like whatever the theme park version. Like, if we're the ones taking the potion, and then we fall down the stairs, I don't know how it would work. But like, <laughs> there is a version of this movie that would like work in Universal Studios, like, and it has like that. <laughs> It has that, like, and it's, that's how broad it is, too. It's, like, broad in the way that, like, a weird theme park, and not, like, uh, tacky broad, like, good broad. And, like, it's like, a, it's like a theme park ride where all the actors are putting their hearts into it, and they're trying, it's like when you go to, like, it's like when people went to fucking uh, Star Wars land on the first day, and everyone was speaking Interlac or whatever the fuck the language <laughs> is. Like, you know, like, you know, uh, good sons to you, whatever, like, that terminology was. Like, it's, like, that level of, like, yeah, people are in it. They're committed. You know, it, it's it's odd because, you know, these days everything is so, like, IP and comic book. Every, you know, all, and this is so weird and original, and they actually spent a ton of money on it in 1992 dollars. And... Imagine trying to bring this to any studio executive today, like no. as an original property. They'd be like, "Get the, get, get the hell out of here! You're yeah. crazy!" But big, huge names did this movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's wild. It's was, absolutely wild. I will also say really quickly too that like uh, before we should probably delve into Streep's uh, performance in particular. But the one last yeah. thing I want to say is like, uh, so the writers. I noticed that it was David Kep and Martin Donovan. And at first, I thought it was like, oh, shit, is that Martin Donovan of Tenet? Is that Tenet? I, 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 did, I did the exact same thing, Patrick. I was like, wow, did he start off doing this? <laughs> was he like one of those, yeah, was he like, is, this like, is he like a Wallace Shawn type dude who like started like writing his own stuff? And then, you know, is there like a My Dinner with Martin out there that we could watch? Um, Unfortunately, no, not the same Martin Donovan. Not, not at all. Yeah, it does seem to me that it, this was definitely sounds... Um, Martin Donovan was the original writer, and David kept kind of came in and uh, did a little cleanup job yeah. toward the uh, tail end of it. Because I think he was, you know, that he's one of the big names in screenwriting. Oh, big time! Yeah, he he wrote. Uh, God, he wrote that movie. Um, the one with Kevin James and Vince Vaughn, where like 
Vince, is it the one where Vince Vaughn finds out Kevin James is cheating on, oh wait, no, that's someone else. I think that's a, it's Akiva Gold. I'm getting my Akiva Goldsman's and my David Kep's confused. I just love the idea, like he's one of the big names in uh, screenwriting. Yeah, did he do the one with Kevin James and Vince Vaughn? <laughs> yeah, he's a real Oscar award yeah. winner. Yeah, that's the kind of guy Spielberg yeah. brings yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did, he, did, he, did he direct Paul Blart? Cop two. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, directed the direct to DVD version for Paul Blart Mark yeah. Three. Oh, oh Blart, also Blart added again. Blart added again. Yeah, never stop. Uh, uh, never never stop, stop blarting. Blarting. Yeah. 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 Um, exactly. But I, I think, um, I think Meryl Streep is playing real big, yes. obviously, in this film. Yeah, I think totally. she's uh, real good though, real committed. I like seeing her play this this kind of character uh, you know we've talked quite a bit in a lot of the movies we've seen thus far in kind of her taking on roles that are high status classy mm-hmm. characters and this person while being somewhat high status is <laughs> not 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 above getting in a shovel fight oh yeah 100%. So. Not a- <laughs> And like not above, like yeah, not above getting in a shovel fight, not above uh, cheating on a, you know, uh, making his her closest friend a cuck. Yeah, like uh, yeah, it's 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 a funny, it's like a, yeah, it's interesting too, because like in this movie, she's also from New Jersey, like Sea Devil, I think. And so I like that, like yeah, and it's apparently from like 1984 to 1997, New Jersey was just like a a shorthand for like trash person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, New Jersey. I'm family from New Jersey. New Jersey's a lovely place. You you uh, don't have to fill your gas tank there. Someone does it for you, I believe. <laughs> uh, it's like with that place, and it was uh, uh, Oregon up until like a year ago, yeah. I think. But uh, oh, yeah, Oregon but, was it was strange. Oh yeah, it's odd. That's the odd birds. But uh, Meryl Streep, she's like she's she's very funny. She's very broad. Uh, Committed as usual. Oh, 100% committed. 100% committed, and it feels like all her specifics in this feel like stuff that she brought to it herself, and not like, I don't know, like, uh, it'd be a different movie if uh, Glenn Close or, I'm trying to think of other actors of that time that would be in this, or Cher or whatever. I'm Any of the witches of Eastwick. Yeah, exactly. Angelica, <laughs> Angelica Huston, yeah. <laughs> or Houston, yeah. Uh I don't know. I think Angelica Houston would have done a great job in this. Oh no! I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that she could be replaced. I'm just saying that, like, because like this is a movie. I think that like, I do think you could get like an actor of her caliber, and it would still be a good movie. I do think that there are some movies that only a streep could do. I think. Julie's, I I yeah I agree with that. I, I like, think I, yeah. No, Sorry, go, go on. Go. No, you go. You go. You go. I talked to I was going to just say, I think that what she brings to this performance that I like, that I see in a lot of her performances, that every every scene that you see her in, there's always something bubbling below the surface. Like, she's she's not just feeling, like, you can see that she's not just feeling like, like, in the in the doctor's office, she you can really see, like, the, those years of, like, her, her, her appearance is getting to her, her failing marriage is getting to her, um, and all of that is, like, kind of, she can kind of see that on her face, I think. And she, she brings those like levels and those like hidden emotions into like, I think every scene, even when she's like really camping it up in that, in like the shovel fight scene and, or yeah, I think, I think she, she really brings, yeah, the depth of emotion to it in, in, 
in even like the campier moments of the movie. Oh yeah, hundred mm-hmm. yeah, and she is she is like an actress that or an actor that uh, I think everything she I've seen her in so far, there hasn't been one movie where she hasn't brought like uh depth to whatever role, no matter how thankless. Like I'm trying to think of like the movie she like this. I think like even like Into the Woods, like like the movie she had the she like made that character so she got an Academy Award nomination for Into the Woods. That's still <laughs> yeah. so crazy to me, and she's good. Like it's not like it wasn't undeserved. Yeah. That's the funny thing. Like it's like uh, in any other planet, like you know, she was coming to the award show anyway. Yeah, that's true. Might as well <laughs> drop it off. But like, yeah, I don't think any other you know dames. Uh, I don't know. She's she she brings her uh, inherent streepiness to it, makes it de- it makes it a deeper, richer role. And she has all these specifics she yeah. does, and she has all these yeah. ticks, and the ticks add to the performance. And here her ticks are. So she's like moving her hands around. She's fidgeting a lot. She's I mean, screaming. You think about that scene toward the top where when Goldie Hawn reemerges in the, you know, looking like a babe again, Ooh. and just the entire. Meryl's entire reaction to seeing her, and then mm-hmm. the the amazing phoniness when she comes up and they fake greet each other like old friends. When we know yeah, they want to like strangle each other, they 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 have those shots of them when they're hugging each other, like the looks that they're giving. Yeah, as well, I think, which is just I I yeah, which is beautiful in both of their well, like beautiful actually by both Goldie and by Meryl. Oh yeah, yeah, they're both great. And I mean, one thing I've been seeing over and over again is like how of a co-star Meryl is to her usually hurt because she usually has a co-lead in all these movies and she's just so such a generous actor with them and plays off of everybody so well mm. I mean both um, Goldie Hawn and Bruce Willis I think they're elevated they're both great but I think they're elevated by the fact that Meryl Streep is like giving them so much good stuff to react to that yeah I'm with you because it is like this thing where like I feel like Meryl Streep is Streep, uh, Streep. Uh, I feel like Meryl Streep is such a she is a generous actor and I think there are movies where like I don't know like I love Daniel Day Lewis he's an incredible actor but I feel like sometimes when you're watching a Daniel Day Lewis thing movie you're only watching Daniel Day Lewis you know what I mean like he almost yeah, like yeah absolutely. he like he like he magnet you're, he's like a magnet you're only watching him and so like sometimes everything else gets like thrown by the wayside and Streep is like it's super rare. Like there's very few actors I can think of with that level of gravitas that Streep has. That's like able to like share the screen with other people. And like, you know, cause like Bruce Willis gets to shine. She gets, mm-hmm. uh, Goldie Hawn gets to shine. Uh, and like, yeah, none of them, none of them are, are, are as like good as, I think her performance is like the, Probably the best. I'd say like her, and then I think Isabella Rossellini also is a really good performance. Yeah, she's a great. Yeah. Like, she's a fun. She's a fun uh, for all you uh, weird little pervs too. Uh, <laughs> oh uh, no, but, uh, Patrick, but, uh, don't encourage the pervert community. Uh, this is number one. Po- Number one podcast oh in the perfect community. Oh, God. Uh, sorry, Mom and Dad. Um, a movie that is surprisingly rated PG-13. We'll put it that way. All of you to think that your parents listen to the podcast, Patrick. Yeah, it is, like, it is very, uh, it is very, like, uh, what's the term? Uh, it is very, like, uh, assuming. It's very assumptive of me to assume my <laughs> like, parents. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you that. There's, like, yeah. Patrick's dad was, like, Meryl Streep. 
Nah. <laughs> <laughs> call me when Daniel Day Lewis is on the podcast. Yeah. Call me. Yeah. Call me when you have Bernadette Peters on. <laughs> call me. Yeah, my dad, famous Bernadette Peters fan. Uh, Pat, Pat, Pat he, he runs the uh, Facebook fan group, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he, 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 no, he's the he's the moderator on the Bernadette uh, Peters subreddit. Yeah. Bur- it's it's Bur- called Bernie Feel Peaks. the Burn. It's yeah, called Feel, feel the Burn. <laughs> yeah. She. Yeah, get a lot of like a lot of uh, unnecessary Confused political debates. Confused burners yeah. there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's very like, yeah, he's always like, it always gets so political. I just want to talk about. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm, you know, it's funny. I was trying to think of a Bernadette Peters movie to reference. The only one I can think of is literally uh, the recent 3D, like Oz, the the Wizard oh. of Oz 3D movie that was made in like South Korea. <laughs> like whatever that is. I see. Left the last. I'm gonna have, I have to. I have to look up one Bernadette Peters movie. What about so, the jerk? There we go. The jerk. There we go. My dad actually does love the jerk. This is perfect. Yeah. This is, my dad loves oh, that perfect. movie. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I forgot. I'm sorry. I didn't know that was Bernie Peets. I, I was young when I watched the jerk. Bernie Peets. Bernie Peets. That's my lady, Bernie Peets. <laughs> that's what. That's what her friends and colleagues call her backstage. Yeah. Let's say BP doesn't stand for British Petroleum, my man. <laughs> yeah, I will say my favorite scenes in this movie are between Meryl and um, God, I keep forgetting her actress's name, but um, Liesel. Liesel, uh, Rosalini, yeah. Liesel, yeah, yeah. Isabella Rosalini. Um, because yeah, the energy that they that they give each other is just so. It's like you, I just couldn't take my eyes off of the screen while I was watching them, because there's that <laughs> there's a really intangible give and take of like power and status and like. Oh, it, it's it's really beautiful to 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 watch those two characters interact. It's so good too, because I feel like Isabella, she has so much like old world energy. Like she is mm. very like it is like mm-hmm. she has ageless like, that, kind of. Oh, ageless, one hundred percent. Like she she is the spawn of two major major golden age of Hollywood oh, people. That, that is true. She's Ingrid Bergman and Roberto Rossellini's kid. Oh, what a, what a power couple. Yeah, that'd be like if controversial and yeah, time that'd be like if uh adam sandler and Catherine bigelow had a child oh my god <laughs> all the directorial skills of a Catherine bigelow and all the acting skills that would actually be a good kid that's a good kid i stand by happening? that kid <laughs> I like Peter that's Dark. That's a good you, you you hear us, Bigelow. You hear us, Sandler. We're laying it down for you. Yeah, have a child together. Yeah. Oh, God. Sorry, Cameron. You can't. You know, two sperms don't make a child, Cameron. Better luck next time. Oh my goodness. Okay, okay. Uh, before we move on, I just want to bring up the fact that they do fall down the stairs at the end of this movie and just crumble into pieces yes. like cartoons which oh, is yes. terrific <laughs> and the only way this film could have ended it's the and the, the final line is also great <laughs> yeah do you remember where you parked <laughs> oh man so, so i think i think we all dug the film i think yeah. um we all like meryl oh, yeah in the film love but meryl how is it gonna match up against our second <laughs> film of the wow. day next oh. up our second film in this very, very competitive matchup from 1991, just one year before Death Becomes Her, Defending Your Life. Written, directed, and starring Albert Brooks, released uh, exactly March 22nd, 1991. It made $16.4 million 
at the box office. I do not have the numbers on what it costs to make, but according to the my great sources at Wikipedia, they said it was a financial failure. And, you know, taking a look at it, it does feel it was more expensive than $16 million. This is a pretty big film for being kind of a, you know, neurotic grounded comedy in a sense. Yeah. Um, uh, Weirdly personal too. Like such a, it feels like such a, it feels like such a pet project or like, it feels like, totally feels like Albert Brooks's baby in a way. This is his uh, blank check project because he'd had, quite a handful of successes he was critically acclaimed so he got kind of the do what you always wanted to do this big kind of metaphysical (laughs) like sci-fi comedy romance um the movie has a 97 percent on rotten tomatoes yes man and uh no academy award nominations (laughs) that's actually for this one because it uh yeah, I you know, and I the movie I would compare it actually with that keeps coming to my mind is uh, Groundhog Day. Yes, that's actually a very yeah. I would say it does have like that energy of like it's like a high concept comedy, and he is kind of stuck in like a you know like this weird like nether realm. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's fair. That's like a fair. That's yeah, fair. yeah. Except like, I feel it, like in essence, it's a romantic comedy. But with all of this weird, like, fantasy mm-hmm. trappings mm-hmm. surrounding it. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. They, it, it's over by now, but all of Albert Brooks's movies were on the Criterion channel the past couple months, and I had a chance to watch all of them. <laughs> and uh, this is, uh, by a wide margin, his, like, most inviting and least neurotic <laughs> out of all of his films. The other ones are so funny, but deeply uncomfortable at times whereas this one this one yeah i think it's patrick i think what you were saying about him kind of in this place of really like trying to express something very personal mm-hmm. that he was feeling is really in this one mm-hmm. you know i think um there's a real sensitivity and you know a genuinely moving ending i thought yeah and it's so it's such a kind movie and it's so because it is the implication is like the implication of the movie is like nobody's evil and we're all just trying to figure shit out and some of us are like little little brains and some of us are big brains and what i hear what the other thing i like too is there is this implication that like because in this world there's like this strata there's a strata there's people with like little like they use three percent of their brains or less or whatever ten percent if they're lucky (laughs) and they're they're stuck on earth basically Uh, and then there are people that can use like 50 percent of their brain or 49 percent and they're kind of like the next tier and, and they get keep... to transcend to like a different realm somewhere else out there in the universe. Yeah, and it's like uh, it's uh, what I it's like the good place kind of. Uh, it does have mm-hmm. good place. This I think I, I haven't watched enough of the good place to like a hundred percent. I think I've watched like it does have that. Energy. This isn't as this is not as complicated as the good place. <laughs> That's fair. It is very simple. Yeah. That's what I like about it too. It is like a <laughs> and it's like it does such a great job of like explaining a super high concept premise very succinctly yeah you get the world really really well Mm -hmm. pretty quickly and kind of the stakes of what he's up against and kind of just getting him on earth like going through his like cds in his car Mm -hmm. like get a very good idea what kind of guy he is i was just reading it was uh his 39th birthday uh yeah 
my birthday next year and i'm like oh i don't feel i'm as old as him <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll be fair like he does not when i saw him i will say he did look no offense albert brooks you're a nice man he did look maybe like 45 or so <laughs> that was my prediction i don't think albert brooks himself was 39 at oh. this point i think he was uh shaving off a few years for the sake of the movies I will say too that like isn't like Homer Simpson supposed to be like thirty six or something? It's all crazy. It's like wait, sex. what? Yeah, like Homer Simpson is like a dumb fucking age. Like, Homer Simpson like, is fifty years old. You he's twenty two. He's he's a he's a, he's a, he's a young. <laughs> he's twenty two years old. <laughs> but, yeah, Peter Griffin's seventeen. Like yeah, it's always all... the best part of like watching like the seventies new Hollywood movies. This guy who's like balding paunchy just like looks terrible clearly already in like third stage alcoholism he's like i'm 26 years old it's like joe don baker something yeah exactly yeah. it's like burping like yep 27 when stars were stars oh man yeah <laughs> speaking of stars who really fit that bill uh how about rip torn in this oh, movie rip the kindest and most lovable I've ever seen. Rip he's Korn. great. He is so I uh, and it's what's great is he doesn't like lose that. He's so kind and like generous in this movie, but he doesn't lose that like that torn. He's still a little irascible. There's a bit of that. He's, like, he's got the energy he has on Larry Sanders, but it's a little toned down. Yeah, uh, so good. God bless Rip Torn. What a good and like <laughs> Lee Grant is so good in this too. Uh, mm-hmm. She's like Buck the, Henry in his one scene. Hmm. God, he does nothing and he's great. It's yeah. just, I like them all. It's so fun. Oh, and, and speaking of which, uh, Meryl Streep in this film. Yeah. Uh, it's a really interesting performance. Like, as we were going through it, it's like, so was her just one direction that Albert Brooks gave her just be effervescent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kind of feels like it, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, it strangely... It's funny because, like, in some ways, there was a part of me that was like, uh, this is kind of like manic pixie dream girl, or a little bit. There was a little bit, but then, like, you think about it, and it's like, oh, they're like, like in heaven, and I think, like, I guess, like, uh, I don't know, like, I think you guys think it works. I think it took, works. I think it, it took works me a couple. It took me a couple days because the first time I saw it, I was like, it definitely felt that coming yeah. heading in that direction of like the girl, basically. Um, but kind of the coming to the realization, no, she's transcendent to that yeah. higher level of thinking. Yeah. So she has no worries. She has exactly. no, um, yes. Like she can't, she's not neurotic. She's just like, Oh, this guy's kind of funny. Let's see where this goes. Like, not neurotic. She's mm-hmm. think she's better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, I will say Come that like, on. also like Albert Brooks, like, uh, he de- well, he does have the stink initially of a Ed Bigley Jr. or a Bruce Willis. <laughs> he does have a bit of that stink. He is like a little bit, you know, you know, Streep is a little out of his league. There is like this, like, he's such a, he's played so nicely and he's such a fun, like, it's like a character that could have been just like supremely terrible and annoying. Yeah. And it's done with just enough kindness and it just it, 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 he makes it work uh his characters a, his character's arc makes perfect sense exactly yeah. oh, the entire movie and the ending i worked for me that could have been yeah. such a because it, it like uh because it ends with uh you know what happened also i love that like so this was filmed 
it was filmed in Anaheim, the movie. Uh, and I see you where can they kind of tell. Yeah, all the trams. Oh, 100%. Because, like, <laughs> the movie, like, it's just, it is like they make the afterlife basically like Disneyland, like a good, a good Disneyland. Like, <laughs> yeah. like a, imagine if, like, yeah, imagine if, like, a city was a theme park. And that's kind of like what they do for it. And it's really funny, too, because, like, it is kind of like a theme park that the angels work at, or they're not angels. I guess they're like, what do they even call them? Like alphas or something? They have like a name. Uh, lawyers, I think they call themselves. Yeah. Lawyers, yeah. It's like lawyers, yeah. Attorneys, lawyers. attorneys. That's what they call themselves, I think. Future attorneys. Yeah, the afterlife remains Los Angeles for Albert Brooks. <laughs> uh, yeah. But like the fun parts, like Century City. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. It's like, yeah. I don't the know if that's is. the fun part of LA. The part everyone wants to see. Yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely the clean part. We'll give him, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, and like, I love like all, but the all those little, yeah, the little touches of um, his shitty hotel versus yeah. her great hotel. That is so funny to me. And then you all, know, all the food stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. All the, <laughs> how, like, yeah, how, uh, like, uh, the higher beings eat, like, dog shit, basically, or, like, bad <laughs> and worms and stuff. Like, stuff that is not appealing. And it's, like, yeah. basically, yeah. they imply that, like, you can get smart enough to, like, make food taste good <laughs> like, yeah go beyond like taste and like earthly senses yeah it is like but i also like that like they imply it sometimes that the higher level people aren't totally infallible like there are mm -hmm. moments like there's like that one scene where like albert brooks and meryl streep are in the restaurant and like at the very end like you know albert brooks is like freaking out because he sees uh meryl uh, not Meryl, because he sees like his like you know the the attorney, the space attorney fighting against him or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, uh, oh yeah, yeah, Lee Grant's character. Yeah, exactly. And then when Albert Brooks leaves, Meryl stays a little bit behind and like goes up to that table and is like, "Hey, my friend Albert here, good guy. He's a good guy." And uh, it like and what and like uh, like I think like there's like a, a moment where like the husband of that character, the person that uh, Lee's having a conversation, is like eyeing Meryl Streep. Yeah. And Lee's like, stop that. Like, it kind of like, gives him a little smirk. And it is funny that, like, okay, so, like, they're not as, like, fallible. They're not, like, perfect, and they don't have their shit figured out yet. Probably a critique that even at the highest plane, if you're still a lawyer, yeah, you're kind <laughs> of an asshole. That is true. Yeah, even, yeah, even if you're, like, yeah, you've, you've figured out, you've reached nirvana. If you're, you're, <laughs> you've reached nirvana and you're, yeah, you're, you're a lawyer, you're, yeah, you're, you're not quite ready yet. Which is, uh, which is really Rip Torn's character's name is Bob Diamond, which is a great character name. Oh, totally. What is uh, Meryl Streep's name in this movie? She's just Julia. Mm, Julia. Okay, here we go. So here's my thing about this movie. This is my probably my favorite movie I've watched this whole uh, whole series, this whole thing. I think hmm. I like this movie more than Bridges of Madison County. I think I like <laughs> this movie more than... Uh, <laughs> That's think, the bar? Eh, hey, buddy. <laughs> Don't don't don't, not, don't, don't sleep knock, on bridges. Yeah, don't, don't, don't <laughs> knock it till you try it. Don't knock it till you try it. Uh, uh, I, I like this more than like you know. I'm sorry. I like it more than Mamma Mia. Uh, I think this is like the best. Uh, I think this might be my favorite movie you watch, but it's so not her movie at all. Yeah, she, she is such a supporting character, and I hate to say she's great in it. She elevates the performance. It is another case of like. It is a performance that, you know, Glenn Close could have done it. Any any act actor 
any uh, any leading lady of that time, a hundred percent could have, as long as they were competent, could have made that role their own. Now, to be fair, Meryl's very good in it. She's like playing at the top of her intelligence. She's very charming. She's super funny. Um, and they have that one scene where like Albert Brooks is like too stressed to sleep with her or whatever, and it's like a brutal like. It's a good. They do. Like, you know, it's such a bummer because it is like a That's the theme to every other one of his movies, by the way. Oh, God, really? (laughs) It's too stressed to sleep with somebody. Oh, Albert, come on, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I could watch a lot. I could watch that. Maybe I could. I don't know. They're they're great. I I recommend all of them. No, 100%. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm goofing. But, uh, and he's great. Like I said, he's great in this movie. Like, he. I, I couldn't agree with you more, though. Yeah. Like, um, this is Albert Brooks's film. Oh, it's an it's an Albert and Brooks joint. It, it, top to bottom, and she's a game. You know, like we were saying, she's a wonderful ensemble player. She's a generous mm-hmm. actor, but her character doesn't have a story arc. His does. No. Yeah, yeah. she's like a hundred percent. Although it is interesting. Like, I do love that she is like you get like a little like mirror. And you, you get a glimpse into her world like she almost has a story like she almost does like they almost mm-hmm. give her a story arc like because like they hey okay, they almost do not saying they do but like but like you every time you like you know you two uh albert walks in on her she's always like talking to like her lawyer who loves her or she's like staying at like this fancy like her apartment her hotel is way fancy it's very obvious from the get-go in this movie that she's like more uh she uses more brain power like she's more emotionally involved uh, evolved, involved, and evolved. Both are true, yeah. Yeah, I think the key moment for her character though is just when uh, he asks her about her like kids. Oh yeah, and she's just like, yeah, I don't really miss them. Well, that's the thing. Here, here's the thing: is like they're like uh, like she states that like it's like uh, like in the future. So I don't know if that's because she's. I guess she. I guess she is evolved. So that's yeah. probably part of it, but it's also like I thought there was like this thing where like they they did something to your brain where they made it like so you don't worry about like the yeah past so they can mm-hmm. judge you yeah I think that was part of it was you don't you stop worrying about stuff in your in in your in previous your life. life although yeah. like that yeah. doesn't stop Albert from so like, does that, not stop Albert from yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly he's like although he doesn't it's funny like oh but he's divorced though so he doesn't really have like a does he have a kid you know he does not have a kid no. Oh man, yeah, that is like the, the more you think about that character's life, the grimmer it gets a little yeah. bit. It's like oh, he got yeah, a new he got a new BMW, he got some new CDs. He was who was it? Barbara Streisand yeah, that he was rocking. Yeah, that, yeah, that was yeah. so fun. I love yeah. that. I was like, this rules. This Very guy. good. I'm so because like I I'll be real, didn't research this movie at all. 100% did not see that coming that like <laughs> like that he would die and like end up in like weird Disney World heaven or whatever yeah. like, that was such a far out of left field I yeah like, I kind of like that was my laugh of the movie was like holy shit they killed Albert Brooks is he gonna be a ghost is this gonna be like that movie with like Nicolas Cage where like uh, it's like what would it be like uh, was it Family Man or whatever uh, City well City of Angels he came back as an angel to life, which is based on Wings of Desire. But a family man was, yeah, him wondering. It was kind of a Ebenezer Scrooge, like, what if I yeah. wasn't there? Or uh, it's a wonderful life, pardon me. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I, thing. I, I was, I was 100% thinking when he got hit by the bus, I was like, okay, so this is going to be like him, like, 
going through his past life, seeing the choice. Like it was going to be like a Scroogey, wonderful life type thing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, no boy, it was like something totally <laughs> unique and weird. And I loved it, but it is. Yeah. Let's get to the Kevin. What yeah. do you have to, do you have, what do you have to say about uh, the, the streets poor, poor mints? I mean, you guys basically said it all. It's very, she's barely in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's like, a, she's like, I would say she's like fourth build, unfortunately. I said, I mean, she's in not... terms of like screen time. Yes, yeah. it's like yeah. Albert Brooks, his lawyer, the other his, lawyer, his, his yeah, his prosecutor, and then Meryl Streep. Yeah, that was, mm-hmm. uh, those are like the, and I think like the other two have like more. Mm-hmm. In some ways, have like I like, yeah, because I love Rip Torn's performance is so fascinating. Yeah, which is a little. I mean, yeah, it is disappointing, you know, because yeah. you 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 always want more Streep in your, or I always want more Streep in my life, you know. Oh, a hundred percent. But I mean. It's 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 still yeah it's a passable performance. I would say I would agree with you that anyone else, any other actress could have done this role. I, yeah. I think too. Yeah, and it's like yeah, and it's also it's interesting too because like one thing I've been thinking about like one I don't know if you'd use this judgment, Don, but uh, one thing I kind of factor I've been factoring into my uh, my performances is like does it like I don't know like how does it like fit into the popular like in the context of like popular culture and like, mm. I don't know. And it's interesting that like, I feel like there is definitely like, I don't know if I've ever, I don't think I've ever, well, that's, you know what? That's not a fair judgment necessarily. Cause like, I love <laughs> defending your life and it doesn't need, it, it don't need people telling me it's good to be good. That's my, <laughs> I take it back. I'm getting rid of that criteria in my head. <laughs> getting, I'm getting rid of the, 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 but the I, I think, I think you, you are onto something there though. I mean, if you look at films like, Mamma Mia or Death Becomes Her. Um, no, not Death Becomes Her. Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, uh, those have like real cult, those have real cultural cachet in addition to just being good performances or mm-hmm. interesting films. Like they've kind of crossed over a little bit more. And Defending Your Life is known kind of as a great Albert Brooks film, but yeah. a great Albert Brooks film doesn't isn't doesn't necessarily like it's not necessarily trending on Twitter. Yeah, yeah people aren't like yeah and people aren't like freaking out about broadcast news on the they although should. maybe they should they yeah they should, should. They should. it's a great yeah. film yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, I was gonna say also thank you for Don you so very often take my goofuses and turn them into gallons thank you so much <laughs> you're, like, you're like a Patrick translator that's the job <sighs> yeah, that's you, the job. Know, <laughs> you know goofus comes out my mouth goes through your ears and gallant comes out <laughs> there we go. Let's, let's 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 move on. We're doing. Should we uh should we get to it? Get to the moment of truth here. Let's see. Yeah. So basically, as the audience knows, we are rating this on performance. This is not based on film. Both these films, we've all, I think we all can uniformly agree, these are both two good movies. So that kind of <laughs> is canceled out right there. Yeah. We're looking at performance. Um, we're gonna go around the circle, starting with Patrick, then me, and then our guest Kevin will be closing it out with his rating. Um, we're also going to be giving out this week's Stanley Tucci supporting and most valuable supporting friend to Meryl Streep award, um, named after her illustrious co-star of both Julia and Julia and the Devil Wears Prada, where he won two, he's won two of his namesake awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, why don't you, uh, start us off? Okay. Um, I'll start off with, I'll give my Tooch first. Uh, okay. So many tooches you could give out right now. Yeah. So many good tooches. Just like you can give one to Rip Torn, you could give one to Lee Grant, you can give one to Isabella Rossellini. 
I'm gonna give mine to Bruce Willis this Excellent. round. Excellent. Hmm. That's my. I don't worry. More. <laughs> you can all give out tooches. You can all. I just. I just. I loved his. I loved his like weird manic. I've never seen like Bruce Willis like in such a purely slapstick comedy role. I mean, he's obviously done those, but like. Mm-hmm. That was just like it was so fun. It made me want to see more Bruce Willis comedies. Like I wanted, like, uh, like I just want to live in a world where, like, I want Bruce Willis to star in like, like Rat Race or something, like some version of that. It was like, <laughs> yeah, like I want, yeah. I want them to recreate. Yeah, sounds them, about right. I want them to recreate Rat Race with just Bruce Willis in every role. Like he's in the John Lovitz role. He's in the John Cleese. It's like a, it's like an Eddie Murphy clumps thing where he's playing. <laughs> yep. AD, he's playing an Italian Rowan Atkinson. Oh man. Yeah. If you're playing the drinking game. The clumps has come up again this week. Oh yes, yeah, the clumps. <laughs> oh, we clumping. Uh, we out here clumping. Uh, but uh, let's see. Uh, I would say yeah, give it to me. And then for this, it's hard because like yeah, on one hand, defending your life is I think the better movie. Like defending your life is a great movie. Everyone should see it. Uh, Death Becomes Her is a great movie too. It's uh. And don't go into Death Becomes Her expecting like a, uh, you know, like a perfectly uh, logical psychodrama or something. Like it's just campy and goofy and weird. And like it has like, it's like if they made a, a, a film with the energy of Who Framed Roger Rabbit's for adults. Like it is like that. Not that like, you know. I Who Framed Roger Rabbit is for adults. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. It is like. The I only like real it. difference, this, this has got butts. <laughs> That is true. This has booty. Like, like, yeah. If you're you're afraid of showing your kids some booty, better Ew. better lock lock your kids' eyelids because booty be everywhere. Uh, and then and it, sometimes it jumps and comes to life and perks up on its own free will. It's great. Uh, but uh, I think like Ancient booty. Yep. And uh, I think too the thing is like with death becomes her. I said earlier that anyone could have played the Merrill role and it'd still be a decent like a good movie. I think that's true. Not every, not anyone, but like if you had a great, like a high caliber, like a street level actor, and there's like you know, uh, not street level even. Like if you had like a an A list good actor, got like an A level, an A quality level actor. Like if you got like a an Angelica Houston, if you got a uh, yeah, maybe a Glenn Close. Like if you could get someone of that caliber, sure, they would make the film fun and good. Uh, but I do think Meryl Streep brings a lot to that role. She's like the star of the movie. It's one of the few movies we've done on the podcast where she is like 100% like the, she's the lead. She's the undisputed lead of the film. It's not Goldie Hawn. It's not Bruce Willis. It's 100% Meryl Streep, uh, in my opinion. Um, especially like in later in the movie. You could make arguments maybe like the first like 10 minutes belong to Goldie Hawn or whatever. But once it's like Streep's movie, it's Streep's movie. Um, Defending Your Life is great. Meryl Streep is in it for probably like a quarter of it, maybe, if I'm being generous. Uh, yeah, and it's not bad. It's not, it's not like a bad thing. There's like, there's good, you know, a performance. She's got good scenes. She's yeah, got she good has, scenes. She has great scenes. She's so good in it. She's very good in it. But it is like, and she elevates the movie. Like she, her, that could be played by a bad, like that, that, that role could be played by a bad or average actress. And it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be his memory, like, you know, it wouldn't work, but it's not, the movie doesn't hinge on Meryl, unfortunately. It's like, it is like a, you could, I could see a version of this movie where like 
that person playing her role is a dud and it's still an enjoyable film for the most part. Maybe it would be like a B or a high C instead of an A plus, but you know, it would still be, I'd still be like, you know, waxing rhapsodic about uh, the wackiness of Albert Brooks and Rip Torn. You know what I mean? Like it'd still be good. So I think I have to, can't believe I'm saying that. I have to give it to Death Becomes Her, which I'm like kind of surprised with, with <laughs> getting it to Death Becomes Her. Yeah. Death Becomes Her from Patrick. Wow. Do we, are we smelling an upset? Who knows? We got two more <laughs> votes here. Um, I agree with Patrick. De- Defending Your Life, I think, is the best movie that I've seen in oh, this batch thus but, far. It's yeah. a movie that I will rewatch and I really like a lot. You know, I, I just thought it was, you know, wonderful. It's a wonderful film. Uh, that being said, you know, as Patrick mentioned, Meryl does not get a lot of screen time in Defending Your Life, and her character does not get the amount of depth that Albert Brooks does. And, you know, it's his it's his film. You know, that's just kind of the way it is. Uh, the one thing I'm going to disagree with Patrick on, though, is I actually don't think Meryl is all that replaceable in Death Becomes Her. Oh. I think that she is the right star for this role. I think she's bringing it, like we said, just, you know, dipping her toes in that high camp, crazy uh, world in She-Devil, and she's diving in the deep end in Death Becomes Her. I think she's great. I think she's super funny. I, as much as I loved Defending Your Life, I think Death Becomes Her is good, And but I also thought this was a relatively easy choice, and it's Death Becomes Her for me. Uh, Kevin, going to you. You know, do you not? Uh, do, are, are you not? Oh, Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. Yes. Um, this is going to defending your life. This is going to rip torn. This was uh, <laughs> a relatively easy choice for me. I thought he was great. I we had a lot of Patrick was absolutely right. Uh, Willis, Isabella Rossellini, top competitors this week. But I gotta go with my man, Rip Torn. Mm-hmm. So good. I mean, I think my vote doesn't matter at this point. But it obviously, I I do agree with Don here. It's it's death becomes her, and I don't think Meryl is replaceable in this role. I, I I cannot I cannot see the way Meryl playing this role in the hands of I don't think any other any other actress of that time. See, I, I think, don't think I think Glenn Close would have been fun. Like you guys have obviously not seen 102 Dalmatians, where Glenn Close plays Cruella Deville. Isn't gets, that a animated punk- movie, Patrick? No, it's no, it's uh, this is the live action one, my friend. And let me tell you something: Cruella Deville gets baked in a cake. And it is insane. <laughs> that is an insane. Uh, it's like something that could happen in Death Becomes. Right? Yeah, like it's just, it just like she has. I think Glenn Close has it in her for like a great like Death Becomes. I think there are actors uh, in that era, actresses in that era that can a hundred percent like. Uh, although it's like you know, it's way less than Defending Your Life. I think there's only like three or four that can do it. I think there's like a list of three or four. Only three, three or, four. or four. Bold claim. <laughs> but that's better than def- I think. Uh, defending your life could almost. Uh, God, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, anybody like, can yeah, play. Yeah, anyone no. can play that role. And for mm. it's not, it's not, it's not a crux. Not a, yeah, that's important. And uh, Kevin, uh, your Stanley Tucci award winner I mean, this week. It's got. I mean, we've talked about. I've talked about her a lot. You guys have also mentioned her. Isabella Rossellini has. Mm. It has to be Isabella Rossellini for uh, me. She's fair. the she she's supporting, but she's probably the second lead for me of 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 uh death becomes her no no disrespect to bruce willis and goldie hunt who both do both turn in great work but 
she's just her energy is just undeniable in that movie yeah i will say that's so funny i think that like it is funny i think goldie hahn is like of the four she's like kind of the weakest link unfortunately not that she's bad she's good in it but it is i think it's part of it's just like her character is so like <laughs> ill-defined and kind of weird initially and like you're just like, what the hell yeah. is going on with you? It's, initially, I don't know. I, initially, she's weird the entire movie. Yeah, she is weird the entire <laughs> She's like bizarre the whole film. And they're just like, there's lots of weird logic steps that she was like, she was kind of stuck with. So like, uh, you yeah. know. I well, feel like- if your fiance was taken by a woman who serially took all of your boyfriends, then you took a life altering potion. I think I'd go a little crazy yeah. too. That's fair. That's fair. I would, yeah. I think my energy would be a little off as well. Also, like, respect to her for like lasting seven years without accidentally falling down a flight of stairs or like having a piano fall over her head or Patrick, whatever. How often do those things happen to you? Uh, quite frequently. Yeah, you know, like, all that it's, it's a, it's a, when it's rain, it's yeah. a, when it rains, it pours kind of thing, like with these characters. Like, the second one of them falls down the stairs, they get shot in the stomach. There you go. Oh, yeah. Everything's and, getting happened. And to be fair, I have been trying to catch a blue roadrunner for the past 15 years, <laughs> failing miserably. The bane of my existence. And he's very smart. It's mm-hmm. He often turns their own traps against you. Sometimes that Roadrunner will wear a blonde wig, and I think it's a lady for some reason, and it gets me every time. <laughs> Dang, Roadrunner. <laughs> a a two-pound Roadrunner. <laughs> that's not a blonde wig. Uh, but, um, wow, so Death Becomes Her gets three out of three in the votes here this week, and we'll be meeting... The Devil Wears Prada in a comedy showdown in the coming weeks. God, this is gonna be hard. That's the that's that's a hard. Oh man, the Devil Wears Prada. I'd be shaking in your fancy boots, my friend. I, 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 I challenge. Devil Wears Prada is a number one seed. Devil Wears Prada is, you know, we've mentioned before. They are the Kentucky. They are the Duke. Yeah. They are the North Carolina. This tournament, you know. I think it, they're gonna take it. I've Ooh. told Patrick this privately, but I, my <laughs> predictions for the bracket are that oh, Double Wars Prada is going to take the whole thing. That'll be, I can't, I'm excited. I want to rewatch, I'm going to rewatch both those damn movies too. I'm excited. It's, it's, it's important and it is for science that we do rewatch them each time out. <laughs> I always, I always take, uh, I'll take my little science pills. Yep. I sit down, yep, I put on my, uh, my I wear a lab coat. I wear a lab coat. <laughs> I got I got Bunsen burners out. You I know, was fully <laughs> goggled up for both yeah. hearings. Oh yeah, I have my goggles. I'm constantly uh, decontaminated. Yeah. You know the whole shebang. I'm constantly come out of this with a little potion. We're all in good shape. Oh, that'd be so great if yeah. By the end of this, we somehow crafted the brew of death becomes her. Oh, that'd be yeah. so fun. What a fun, what a fun life we would live. Yeah. Well, what a fun, fun week of movies too. These were these were two yeah. good yeah. ones. There was no slogs in the bunch. Oh God, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, no slogs, no, yeah, no like three hour epics. Yeah. Yeah. Although out of Africa's still fun though. I mean it's like not a great like it there's it has issues, but like I think like that movie that movie's more entertaining than some of the shorter movies we watched in some ways. It, 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 in its in its own way, yeah. Own but way, uh yeah. what are the what? brackets standing at, by the way, if I if you don't mind me asking? Mm-hmm. What do the brackets look like right now? The brackets right now on this episode, I guess I mean we can give a little bit of a rundown here. Uh, Julia and Julia and Sophie's Choice went out and Sophie's Choice took that win. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Devil Wears Prada defeated She-Devil. 
Mamma Mia defeated uh, Into the Woods. Um, we are not recording these in a particular order, so one of the other first round matchups is still up in the air. All right. uh, Bridges of and Bridges of Madison County last week defeated Out of Africa. Wow. Yeah, I think like I'm trying to think of like are any of those movies upsets? That's like my. That's <sighs> a hard one. It's a hard one. I feel like I want to say that like all those are are weirdly the expected choices. I think, with the exception of maybe actually, you know what? I would say Bridges of Madison County is an upset over Out of Africa. <laughs> yeah. Was Weird. there a lot of argument over that? No, no, there wasn't. But like, it was a two-one vote. It was a two-one yeah. vote for Bridges. Yeah, but I would, but I would just like at least. No, uh, no, it was a three. It was a three zero. Yeah, Bridges went three zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. three zero. But have like, they all been three zeros? No. no. Oh. Yeah, you can also make an argument. Mama Mia might have been an upset. I don't know. Yeah, well, that was that was a strange one because Mama Mia, as we said, is an intense film and. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And into the and into the woods is kind of boring. So. That, that is true. I will say, a handsome but boring film. I will say that, like, yeah, uh, madness getting thrown to the the depths of madness will always top, uh, you know, just a regular popcorn movie for me. Like, and I, that, I, it, that's the Academy Academy promise. Yeah, we, will, we will throw you into the deep end of madness. Uh, and speaking of which, we're gonna get a little scary. Ooh. With our next, Ooh. with our next segment, next game, uh, this week in our hypothetical Streep challenges, Meryl Streep has made a lot of movies in a lot of different genres. But has she been involved in any horror movie franchises? I think not. Let's cast her. This is Scary Streep. Cookie crisps. <laughs> So we know our fr- we know our franchises. We got our Halloweens. We got our Nightmare on Elm Streets. We got our Friday the Thirteenth. Meryl has never done any of these films. We know that. No. Oh, but uh, you know which which one of these uh, illustrious series would you like to see Meryl, you know, dip her toe into the uh, real scary movie pond? I can already say the one that I I was uh, man. I want I want her to play Freddy Krueger so fucking badly. <laughs> Meryl Streep as Freddy Krueger would be so good. Lady, like the wife of Krueger. I don't know with like a bride of Krueger. Oh man, or just she plays Kruger. Freddy Krueger, or just she plays like a rebooted Freddy Krueger. Imagine, ah, yeah. oh, that'd be so fun. And like not like the all love to Jackie. Earl Haley, like peace and love, peace and love. I love Jackie Earl Haley. Peace and love, peace and love, peace and love, peace and love. Peace and love make uh, chips. The famous Beatles catchphrase, chips, uh, <laughs> like fish and chips. But uh, uh, if you but, play, if you uh, play Sergeant, Pe- if you you hear it, if you play Sergeant Pepper's backwards. Yeah, if you play, yeah, if you play, if you hear it, like on the third, uh, the third verse of "I Am the World Walrus," you can hear uh, George Harrison uh, bemoaning his lack of crisps. And then, yeah. expl- and then explaining to his American <laughs> sound producer that crisps in, in Britain are chips and yeah. chips they are fries. And you, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean, love. Yeah, mate. Peace or, and love. Or, or going a pirate. <laughs> okay, but... Uh, but uh, oh, my God. Yeah, the classic uh, George Harrison line, or going a pirate. Um, but... Uh, but uh, I love it's in Freddy- all the Beatles books. Oh, yeah. uh, I would love uh, Freddy Krueger. I would love a Freddy Krueger. She'd be so much and like a hammy Freddy Krueger, not like the Jackie Earl Haley, the updated one that's grim dark. Because they did like mm-hmm. a great, they did a grim dark uh, 
Freddy Krueger and they did a grimdark uh, Jason. Yes. Both sucked. They were yep. like, uh, all, no offense to anyone on those productions, they just weren't my thing. And well, so, they were the weakest, weak, weakest in the franchise. Oh, by far, yeah. And it sucked because, mm-hmm. like, I like Jackie O'Haley. I think he has, like, the potential, but that's not, like, I don't want him to, I don't want him his weirdness in that kind of role. Uh, you but, know what? Uh, Freddy's funny. Yes! So give me those jokes. He's a goofball. He's a weird goofball. He's silly. <laughs> I want I want like Meryl Streep and Death Becomes Her energy for Freddy. I want, okay. Uh, and then uh and then uh the other one uh, and then the other one uh is uh it'd, it'd be fun to do like a thing, like the thing, and she's like one of the maybe she's in the Wilford Brimley role. If it was all ladies. Oh, like because like how the thing is all men in that like yeah I switch it up and gender swap it all oh, and it's all ladies in some Arctic outpost. That'd be like oh man I'm trying to think of like who would be my like uh, we can do that for another episode but I like the idea of casting a lady thing. Listeners, and, if you have suggestions for who to cast in the all lady version of the thing, which yeah. will undoubtedly just destroy some subreddits yeah. out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah. This this is the thing that will get us murked. Like that, yes, yeah. that will be the thing, yeah, that will get us like yeah. Don't, shot. don't give Hollywood ideas. No. <laughs> Slimer should only be a man. Yeah, yeah. Slimer is a man. He always will be. <laughs> Slimer has a dick. My, my Slimer has a dick. Slimer was born with a penis. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, he will God. die with one. He will die with one. Uh, ghosts. Those dipshits are still funny. Yeah, they are. It's, <laughs> it is funny. It is like a, a silly thing to be mad about, and it's very funny. Insane. Absolutely yeah. insane. <laughs> uh, it's very funny uh, to me. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's all I got. I like the, yeah, I like those ideas. Kevin, do you have a... I'm not a real pitch? big horror boy. Hmm. <laughs> But I mean, maybe going off of opposite of what Patrick Patrick wants, you know, can't a campy energy stream. I think this is just, this is not a franchise, but I think I would I think Streep, I think I would be genuinely interested to see a Streep in an Ari Aster horror movie, like a yeah. Hereditary or a Midsommar, <laughs> some kind of like really emotional, kind of scary. I think she could really pull something out of that. She would, she would have done. A, I mean, no, no offense. Tony Collette was perfect, but Meryl Streep would have been very interesting in that part in Hereditary. <laughs> I feel like she hasn't um, done that like type of like uh, that type of serious film yet. Like that, like truly like spine tingling and like yeah, that would be so. That's why we're doing really... much special effects, Patrick. Yeah, <laughs> it, something unsettling though. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah for sure. Very under. I'd love it. Yeah, I'd love to see her in that too. I'm sure Ari Aster would love that too. Oh, I'm a hundred percent sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's my that's my pick. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that film, Ari. If you, we know you're listening, <laughs> Ari. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good idea. Write it for um, her. Yeah, write it for her. Do it for Meryl. <laughs> um, so my pick is I would like to see Meryl Streep take over the Doctor Loomis role in the Halloween franchise as okay. Michael Myers' psychiatrist. Okay. Damn. Damn. That's, That's kind of like the, the, the merging of mine and Patrick's, like, um, ideas. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, worlds. Because Loomis is... Because, okay, Lo, I, I, like, Loomis can be kind of dark and serious. Mm-hmm. Or, like, grimdark and, like, his portrayal. And he might be crazy himself. Yeah. And, you know, and he's definitely really the verge of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I That's think, uh, 
I think she'd be great in it, like hunting. Like even if um, it was just, yeah, to go more toward your direction, Kevin, of a more like serious or arty or what. If even like if it the was, new like, reboots of Halloween. Even if it was like a mind hunter type thing where she's just interviewing serial yes, killers. Yes. Like Oh I, wait, I just thought of one. Sorry. Huh. Um what about like a uh like a Meryl Streep as Hannibal Lecter Silence of the Lambs? Oh yeah. Kind of movie. That's good. Yes. That's so good. I, would, I just remembered that. But but, oh, she's, but, but she's playing sold. it. But she's playing it like Julia Child. Yep. Hello, Claire. She pulls poor Stanley Tucci's head out of a bread Hello, basket. <laughs> Today's menu item is liver. And the secret ingredient is blood. Is you. <laughs> Not too fatty, I hope. <laughs> she, uh, oh, no. Here, no. Julie Powell is like. She Julia Child never got back to me, and then the lights go out. Her and her poor husband's apartment, <laughs> and it's like saw, except it's Julia Child. <laughs> but she's still doing a cooking show, so she's talking to people. I they want to play a making... game. <laughs> Hello, they were making never. Hello, I just going to be of you. A, spoon, a spoonful of butter and a spoonful of brains. <laughs> Only the finest from Ray Liotta. <laughs> oh um, my god! I would, I would, I would pay money to see that movie be uh, made. I would personally contribute <laughs> all of my entire life savings to make that to make that movie happen. There we go. We got uh, uh, Julia, we got Julia yeah. and Julia, Julie and Julia. Julia. Very different direction. We've got a squeak wool on our hands. <laughs> Patrick, Jen was telling me that she's like, you guys are always ripping into Julie Powell. Don't you guys like she's doesn't seem that bad. I'm like, no, I don't know why. It just seems like low-hanging fruit that we just keep going <laughs> <Yeah>. after her. <laughs> That's good. Then we're you know what we're giving we're we're evening the battlefield. We're giving it to Julia Child a little bit. There we go. <laughs> there we go. It's like, you know, we, we go. We're egalitarian, baby. Oh, man. Uh, I, as usual, uh, Hollywood, you know you're listening. Ding dong. Ding dong. Give us a call because this is about seven episodes worth of really terrific pitches. Yeah. That, uh, you know, make these movies. We Everyone wants to see them. The all-lady thing. Yeah. The uh, Meryl Streep is Hannibal. Hannibal Lecter meets Julia Child. These are good ideas. <laughs> please. <laughs> please. Please, Hollywood. Please. This is my only shot. This is my last straw. Yeah, Patrick, as, as your uh, folks are our only listeners, do they have any connection with Hollywood? <laughs> Let's just say uh, my dad's uh, a big fan of Bernadette Peters. Oh, and runs, and runs a full circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I remembered to make references to previous jokes this time. Nice, nice. Yeah, baby. In the Good business, job. we call that a callback. Yeah, said bear. Said bear. Said bear. I'm just saying that, keeping it in the ether. That yep. was a joke from a previous episode. We, we like that joke. Set bear. And uh, listeners, the, we're waiting on those t-shirts. If you want to design us the t-shirts with the set bear, we're up yes. for it. We'll sell them. <laughs> we'll give you full credit. Yeah. So uh, just let us know. Yeah, or people eating the set tumgus. Like, I love that shirt of people ritualistically devouring the snacks off of the set tumgus. 
Yeah. Although we might being, get into trouble. We're um, what we're trying to say is we're making memories here, both oh, new yeah. and new and <laughs> lasting memories. Uh, you know, but all as with everything, things do have to start to wind down. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for being such a great guest today. Is there anything you would like to plug? Oh, no. I mean, I not really. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have anything going on right now. I guess once everything comes back up, come to the Ruby um, and see Patrick and I goof on stage together. Yeah, we're on an improv team called Gloria. Uh, we'll probably yeah. have more guests from that team in the future. Yeah. Uh, we're funny as hell. I love the Ruby. Ruby's a nice place, too. I yeah. Like, like, it's very, yeah. like... They're offering classes right now yeah. that are really great. I've taken a pilot writing class there, which is really fun. I've taken a sketch class there, which is really fun. Um, and it's also like your go your money's going to like people that like like it's it's going in the right. It's not like it's like uh, it's not one of your name brand improv companies. This is yeah, it's not going to like your Matt Besser or your yeah. Ian Roberts or your Matt Walsh's or your billion, billion dollar Besser. That's if, what they if, call yeah. if any of the four of them do though want to come on and talk about Meryl Streep, <laughs> we're incredibly open to that. Oh, I will take I take it back a hundred percent, Matt Besser. I loved you in your <laughs> cameo in Love. I loved you when you were the tour guide guy in Love. Please come on, I'm your little baby. There we we know, we know you have thoughts about Silkwood. <laughs> I know, I know. Matt Walsh has opinions on Marvin's room. Yes, <laughs> and that Amy Poehler. I think Amy so. Poehler was in the Ant Bully. Yeah, she maybe. You know, we're trying to get we're trying to get closer and closer to Streep, but um, yeah. But in the meantime, yeah, definitely check out the Ruby. It's great, and yeah, it, it gives you a little bit more of the, you know, the. It's like an indie. It's like an indie. In, in, a true indie theater in all the right ways. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. classes are really cheap. They're like under two hundred dollars right now. Yeah, it's good, boys. Uh, yeah. Also, for, I take it back. Freaking uh, steal. Amy uh, Amy Poehler was not unfortunately in the Ant Bully. That role uh, belonged to Sherry O'Terry. Oh. Uh, no props to Sherry Whenever Sherry Terry gets work, classic, uh, uh, classic Patrick mix-up. That's true. <laughs> I get those two. I'm, I'm, I'm SNL blind. I'll oh. look at him. I'll look at old. I thought, I thought old school star Dennis Miller. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps uh, Dan Aykroyd playing <laughs> Julia Child in a sketch. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No. I. Yeah. I thought that. No. I thought that sketch. I thought that was. Uh, I thought that was uh, Colin Quinn. Yeah, playing Julia Child. Boy, you should you should you should go to the doctor get that looked at along with that rash. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It is. It's. I'm dying. I think. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm living. I'm alive. It's good. I'm but uh, but thank you again, Kevin Chu, for being our guest this week. Uh, yeah. And before we uh, head out, Patrick, is there anyone or anything you'd like to thank? Ooh, man. Uh, I'd like to so so hard uh, when you uh, have an honor like this. I like to thank. Uh, you know, I'd like to thank the little twitch in my left eye uh, that's been occurring this entire time I've been talking to y'all. I'd like to thank, uh, I'd like to thank pools. I love uh, going into a pool. Better not drown in one, though. Was it a pool or was it a fountain? She drowned in a pool, right? Fountain. Oh, fountain. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> how, did I, how did I mess up that specific? You fool. I'd like to, I'd like to thank the city of Anaheim for filming. Yes, like, I'm not, I'm absolutely. Not, thank yeah. you, Anaheim. That's like the prettiest I've ever seen Anaheim. <laughs> and I think it's the prettiest ever it ever will be. 
Like it wasn't, it, maybe it's like a, a reflection of me, but it is like, <laughs> when I watched that, I was like, yeah, that is kind of like, like a, a, a clean place with nice food all the time. Yeah, that's, that sounds like heaven. <laughs> I, I, I'd be down with like best Western heaven. Bring it on. I'm so in. Uh, let's see. And then I'd like to thank um, the concept of sushi. Thank you. Um, and I like it when it's made by people that will never eat it. Uh, yeah like weird beings that are that are great at making food but they shall never touch it with their own mouths uh like the weird angels in uh defending your life and uh go to bed kids and also thank you ari grab for the logo and evan cox for the music uh, check out our uh twitter feed too oh please we gotta thank that what was it again patrick i always forget it uh at the acad acad the Acadacad. All right, so I, I, I gotta start off. I gotta thank Trams. I mean, just right off the bat, you gotta thank Trams. Big week for Trams. Uh, and on, in the same regard, Potions. <laughs> thank you. You know, potions. thank you to Potions. I'd like to thank um, a series of necklaces that helpfully conceal your breasts. Mm. Um, hunky bodyguards. Got a big, big thank you to them. Uh, that visual effects book Patrick was talking about that yes. kind of guided the way. Um, you know, I got to thank uh, Angel Lawyers. Coming in big handy. Big handy there. Um, how about Afterlife stand-up comedians oh, and stand-up yeah. comedy shows <laughs> in general? What a weird scene. That was by <laughs> far the weirdest scene in that movie. It was so funny and it's like weird. <laughs> it's weird and funniness. What an odd... That was fun. That was a peculiar moment in film it was, history. Yeah, kind of a meet cute, you know, and an afterlife uh, kind of mediocre stand-up comedy bar. <laughs> Sucks in heaven too. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I gotta give a big shout out to uh, Death by Compact Disc. Oh Mister. yeah. I oh, think yeah. that's a big thing. And mm. you know what? I gotta thank my co-host Patrick. Oh, ah, yeah. I gotta thank my co-host Don and. Also, I just want to say, uh, you know, I've been wearing this like revealing, you know, I've only been wearing necklaces yeah. covering my breasts. And I just want to say, you, both of you have been very, very respectful the entire time. Like, you know, I know it's kind of revealing and I've had all these himbos around me, but both of you guys, you guys, you did a good job. You know, you always looked up at the eyes, you never looked at my, uh, my chongos. Uh, we, we respect you as a person and as a movie critic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for respecting Patrick's Chongos. Uh, and so uh, for our guest, Kevin Chu, and for my co-host, Patrick, uh, this has been the Academy Academy. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Oh, back them dark and dusty drapes Let in some light Tell the billboy, come get my trunk Cause I'm leaving here tonight And I've packed my bags And i paid my bills And I'm turning in my key And if those sad souls down in the lobby Ask for me Just tell them my
checking out this heartbreak hotel. I ain't gonna live on lonely street no more, no more. I found a new love and a new place to dwell where teardrops ain't so keen. 